0: Thanks for joining us for the Customer Experience Podcast. My name is Troy Bachelor, and we're going to be discussing client-centric best practices, tools, and ideas with today's top facility management leaders. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please be sure to share it on any of your social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Facebook we'd love to hear your feedback as well if you have ideas for future podcasts or future interviews please uh, be sure to email me Bachelor at frenchcompanyllc.com and I look forward to uh, getting your feedback enjoy
1: Blake good to have you uh, thanks for being here oh, thank you very much for having me uh, my name is Blake Kelly I'm the director of national accounts for US pavement services I've been with the company for six years. We're a national paving vendor. Um, We've operated in over 46 states last year. Uh, We have a self-performing crew in Woburn, Mass, and a team down in Florida as well, and then some other folks in Vermont and Denver. Uh, We're happy to be here, and thanks for having us. So I did some site development prior to this here uh, in Sarasota, Florida, and started with some little project management there, and then I got an opportunity at six years to go up to Boston, and it's been fun since then.
0: Cool, and you're now located where?
1: Now I'm in Florida with our new office here in Sarasota. So right. you guys just opened in. that
0: with this last year?
1: Yep, yeah. So our project management team's down here. We got about ten people in this office. So we're uh, we're glad to have a roof down here as well.
0: Awesome. Well, we're glad that you could join us today. Yeah, thank you very much. This afternoon. It's going to be a good conversation, I hope. And uh, you know, we talked about again it being more towards the end customer. Uh, Is really what we're looking for is how does our business the facility management industry impact the uh, end customer you and I as a customer when we go to Target or Walmart or any of those stores, you know, it's funny how in the when we're in the facility management industry, uh, how you look at things differently when you're going shopping, right, than our wives do, of course. But it's interesting how our wives start to tell us about stuff that we look at on a daily yeah. basis, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway. Yeah, and I, I can, you know, I know uh, I spent 30 years on the retail operations side, and you know, from opening new stores to taking over existing locations and that kind of stuff. And you know, I would I would say that um, parking lots are not necessarily that really top of mind area uh, that most people focus on, right? Uh, Especially, unless it's bad. Yes. Unless it's really bad, then most people don't pay really a whole lot of attention Mm -hmm. to it. And uh, But, you know, I think subconsciously, it does impact the customer experience and the customer impression when they drive up on the site. I can remember taking over a site where the parking lot was, it was obviously an older building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had the cracks and the paint and the, you know, the sealant and all was going away and you couldn't see the stripes. So people were just parking everywhere. Yes. Right? I mean, it's just kind of an oddball thing. When retailers approach you, mm-hmm. um, is a big part of their focus really that customer experience when they're talking about parking lots and reworking them or re. re- you know, finishing, I
1: don't know the correct terminology. Yeah, so for us, it's almost the other side. When we're meeting a new customer, we're trying to kind of triage where their priorities are. What's their, whether it's budget, related or if it's that customer experience, the brand appeal, we want to know where their eyes are going to go first. And then that way we can intelligently speak on what scopes they need to have done, kind of what the whole overall plan is going to be. And that also translates through the execution as well. You're going to find very strong personalities and priorities to certain aspects of their property, certain areas to get in and out, whether it's a coffee shop at a retail location, whatever it may be. That's how we can draw that information is finding out their priorities. And then essentially what their experience is is for what we need to provide for them from that. All of this, when you talk about the customer experience, um, we introduced CEO ready this past off season with our team. And now
0: before you jump into that, so CEO ready, uh, and and you can kind of give a little bit of backstory to that CEO ready. I've seen the posts and the uh, things on your blog. And i've also seen them on linkedin and you guys have posted those a number of different places so yeah give people a little bit of background as kind of what it is and how it started before we jump into kind of uh the rest of the details. yeah
1: yeah so um, we started it out actually two or three years ago when we really did an overhaul to our project management team mm-hmm. and that was the big key to this is how do we train our people so that no matter who comes on site we're ready so if the ceo of home depot comes out there we're ready to go if the ceo of our company comes there he came by today we're Mm -hmm. ready to go at any point in time you're at that level of what you're showing to the customer and if you're going if your project or whatever assignment Is up to par of that CEO, you're in a good position. And so that's kind of the mentality we started training people on, which translated into our existing customer or existing crew members and things like that. So, really, from our project management level all the way to our admin staff answering the phones in our office, we're all prepared that you might have a CEO call you and you want to be CEO ready. That's
0: awesome. That's a great, that's a great mentality to be into. Um, and I think a lot of retailers, uh, actually, you know, have taken some of that in, uh, what is their service on the sales floor look like and and being ready to, uh, you know, not necessarily CEO, but that customer when they walk through the door is the most important person. Same thing there, whether it's a CEO or VP, each one of your team members can have that intelligent conversation, understand the project, Understand what's going on and that kind of thing,
1: right? Yeah, there's such a, a focus when it comes to retail operations, like with your background, where we need to get whatever project it is at any level of scope, it needs to get done while be- staying operational. And the only way to do that is to have people trained that they can throw the boots on, jump in there, and get things set up, and then walk into the store and speak like a professional in regards to what's happening out there. Yeah, and, and we all
0: and and everybody know no project goes the way you expect it to there's no such thing as the perfect project right Mm -hmm. Um, and to your point you know having a retailer and maintaining retail operations so whether it's doing the work at night or overnight or making sure that the customer is not interfered with uh, because that costs dollars and that's you know that's ultimately and not just dollars as it relates to that moment Mm -hmm. but an impression as to And that really uh, goes back to the impression of the retailer. Yes. Now, when you're on site, you are now a representative of whoever that retailer or company is that you are on site for. Whether you work for U.S. Pavement or not, you now become a Home Depot employee or you now become a Target employee. All of those types of things. And people don't really realize that. Um, Oh, and it's true. And the other
1: side of it as well is when you talk about, you know, you talk about dollars being lost in that moment. The reality is not only are we employees, but we're also in these people's neighborhoods. So you talk about a lot of these anchor tenants, the hospitality, the banks, they're landmarks within these communities. And these people are as passionate as can be about their stores they go to. So if they're at that bank two times a week or the pharmacy three days a week, they are passionate about getting in and out, the lot looking nice. And I met that was one of the most amazing things that I found in this industry is how passionate the customers are customers are if they need to get a prescription they need to get to the door and the reality is we need to make sure they can get there
0: absolutely and it's your grandmother is the one the one lady who needs to get to that door the most yes and you weren't thinking about it until she shows up to the door and you <laughs> gotta figure out a way to get her there That's yes exactly. 100%. You, you never think about that no <laughs> <laughs> not in the beginning anyway No. So up uh, from the um, from the other side, I mean, you know, there's more than just retailers and folks listening to the podcast here. Uh, for those folks on the in the facility management industry, six years, fairly new to the industry. Me, having been retail operations, I've been in this industry now for 10. So I kind of flipped uh, over to this side. Um, some would call it the dark side. Yeah, I was going to say
1: you crossed over. <laughs> <laughs> I crossed
0: over. But so for new folks just coming into the industry, right? What kind of advice would you give to them? Uh, You know, so somebody just started and they reached out to you, Blake, because of your relationship with PRISM and said, hey, Blake, you know, I'd love some advice from you, just personal advice. What kind of advice would you give them?
1: Honestly, learn the brands and dig into every aspect. And I think that was my biggest advantage. I really love to read. And so when we would have that Home Depot big come out, I want to know where their stock price is. I want to know what they're rolling out as the new priorities. Are they rolling into e-commerce? You know, you can kind of plot out and get to the next level with your customers as you learn more about what they do. And you learn how they are in the moment, historically how they've been, and really kind of what their culture centered around. I like to hear from their CEOs. I love podcasts to listen to them because you really hear what the message is. And then as that gets translated through their organization, you also take that under the expectation and the new standard of how you need to execute work for them for any scope possible so i would say digging as deep as possible to learning every aspect of them because you're going to find the name the common terms they use the priorities and things like that the easiest set the sell is when you can relieve somebody's issues and by knowing their issues you can you know dive in more and Check those off as you're going through your kind of your sale,
0: and it's really not about being the expert on their organization. It's more about being conversational and understanding when you know what challenges are they uh, are they dealing with right now. What KPIs are they most interested in right now? But you know the other side is we've all seen those salespeople or those folks that um, take that mentality but they pitch it as they become the expert on your organization or that retail. I mean, I've been on the opposite side of this table um, as a retailer. And anytime that person tries to come across as they know more than they do, Mm -hmm. it immediately shuts down the whole relationship or conversation, would you agree? Absolutely, yeah.
1: And you have to have a a balance there. And I find it that you take the approach knowing the knowledge as almost, out of respect for the company. So you don't know everything, but it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm a huge fan of the Walton family and what they've been able to do. Tell me what it's like from your end, you know? And
0: you don't walk in there and go, uh, so I've never shopped at a Home Depot before or you know, I've never yeah. shopped at your store before, but I'd yeah. love to help you. Okay, yeah. first of all.
1: <laughs> and you don't go in there and say I know everything about your organization. You know? <laughs> right, right. So uh, no, I might that not
0: balance. buy women's wear, but I at least have <laughs> retail and, and, and that my wife may shop at your store. Yes, Something exactly.
1: Like yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, I think the other thing uh, that would interest some folks is uh, you guys have partners all over the country. And obviously, You do a lot of self-performing work, Mm -hmm. um, but you don't do everything self-performing. Tell us about when you guys are looking for new partnerships and, and, and folks to work with, you know, talk about what what you guys look for. And I think that it doesn't necessarily just apply to US pavement. I think really, in all honesty, it would apply to anybody looking for Mm -hmm. partnerships in some form or fashion. So can you spend a few minutes talking about that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So our network has been started, we essentially have two divisions within our network. So we have network members, which is the 200 I told you about, and then we have exclusive partners. The exclusive partners are the ones that kind of get to that level with us where they're doing the larger cap the more retail side of things, but everybody goes through the same vetting process. So the original vetting process is checking their insurance. We're checking their EMR rates. We really want to know, kind of get a sneak peek of what they have going on, what their history has been like. And then we visit their facilities as well. We want to know who their crew leaders are, how they're managing the work and what it's going to look like for them to service us as a customer essentially. And so we want to get a real in-depth look at that end of things. And then there's a process that they need to actually execute work for us. So they get through that original vetting process, that doesn't guarantee millions of dollars and thousands of projects, that's a start. And then we'll slowly grow them through the business so that by 18 months, two years, they become an exclusive partner and then they can do those higher levels. And then the other piece of it is reoccurring check-ins because anybody in this industry knows the turnover rate is significant like other places, but it's high here. Being able to see who the people are each season and the other side of it is with this being a seasonal business, a lot of guys get laid off, guys or gals, they're coming back. We don't know who's back for the spring, so it's reoccurring check-ins as well. So we like to get in front of our crews and teams at least every six months and a lot of cases more. We do a show um, for the National Pavement Expo every year where we have all of our partners there as well. Awesome. um, Getting them in the door, great vetting beforehand, really taking a look at existing work, how they operate and how they're going to operate for you. And then the reoccurring check ins to make sure that the same forming you met two years ago, still up to par and they're still growing as a business and for their service and everything.
0: Yeah. And that's just managing expectations on a regular basis. It's trust, but verification, right? 100% Ronald Reagan
1: said the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Trust, but verify. He did say it the best.
1: I would say though, um, as it relates to this, empower your people and show them that it matters and continuously tell them that, because that's been the biggest thing for me is, you know, does it really matter? Yes, it does every time. And, even if no one looks at it, it matters. And you maintain that and, and get that into your teams and they'll all be CEO ready. So I would just say, empower your teams and push the standard every single time.
0: Absolutely, and you know I think no matter the company that we work with, uh, although that we don't directly talk to or interact with their specific customers, although sometimes we do, yeah. but that's really not our role in this whole relationship But everything we do does impact that end customer, and I think we always keep that in mind uh, in the folks that we deal with. And uh, as a customer myself, it's always great to see companies out there like yours uh, dealing with uh, and understanding the customer's needs on the ground, at the store level, at the location level. And uh, and it's great to see those CEO ready folks out there.
1: So absolutely,
0: thanks, yeah. Blake. We appreciate your time, and uh, I'll, I'll see you on the next podcast. Okay.
1: Good deal. Thank you very much for having us. All right. Good deal. See
0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the, today's podcast. Look for us every couple of weeks. Be sure to subscribe. Also, please share with everyone you know on all of your social media platforms. We would appreciate the promotion. And if you have ideas for guests or topics we'd love to hear from you, email me at troybatchelor at And we'll see you on the next podcast.